Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sangai Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Sangai, along with the coach with the most, coming at us from Coast to Coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite part of his fence is a post. Coach Mike Jones. Our guests will be calling in shortly. Some show notes if you're looking for some pro wrestling. Today, FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. Relentless Wrestling over in Spokane, Washington. WCWO like every Friday in Indianapolis. Coach, what's the address there? 11151 South Kentucky Avenue. That is exactly right. The only address I can remember when I'm locked out. Tomorrow night. Northwest Pro, where you can find me in Vaughn, Washington. You also have SAPW in Spokane. You also have JICW in Indiana, DCCW in Delaware County, Indiana. There's a lot of shows out there, lots going on this week. Check out your local independent, wherever it may be. Also, Coach... We just had on Wednesday the very first event for Renegade Wrestling Attractions. A great show, great first time in Ocean Shores. Yeah, you sent me the results. Yeah, it sounded like a great show. It was one of the best officiated shows I'd ever seen. Oh, I'm sure it was. Now, we did get an official ruling on that show. Caden Cassidy, you know Caden Cassidy. He stole Christopher Isaac's mirror from the corner. Christopher Isaac complained. He said, that's a foreign object he's got. I said, wait just a second, I'll check. I looked at the thing. It said right on there, made in the USA. It wasn't a foreign object. Oh, my goodness. And then there's also another Caden Cassidy story. Did you hear hear it, that he... Got all the way home three hours from the venue and realized he lost his wallet. Drove back in a frantic drive back, and his wallet was sitting there waiting for him at 4.53 in the morning, untouched with money hanging out the wallet. I did not hear that story. Yes, that's some good karma for a good guy. It was, except for the fact he had to drive six hours out of his way. Yeah, but still, he got he got what he needed. Yeah. Now, did they leave the Civic Center open for him? It was in the parking lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, nobody noticed besides him. <laughs> that is a piece of luck uncanny right there. What a blessing. And he got the W, so big night all the way around. All right, sweet. Now, Coach, have you ever wrestled in Ocean Shores before? Not yet. It sounds like a fun fun show to be on. 
It was a and very well-organized event, very well attended. I believe we'll be back there, so I'd recommend it. Now, you got to be careful because if you miss the turn and you keep driving straight, you literally drive right into the Pacific Ocean. Okay, well, hey, since we're at it and I got the results right in front of me, let's go over them. The North man, Ernest Olsen, beat Eric Wright. And then it just says Ken beat Billy Joe in a no contest. Who the hell is Ken? He was the promoter of the event. They were questioning if he'd pay Billy or not, but he did. But, Coach, our okay, guest has then. arrived, so let's get the rest of the results okay. here in a little bit. I want to bring our guest on sure. right away. Vince Still, welcome to the show. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us here today. Thank you, thank you. I'm sorry about my voice. I kind of lost it. And I got a show in West, West Virginia the past two days. So sorry, sorry my voice sounds a little, a little raspy. Not a problem at all. Now, since today's your first time here with us, I will lead you off with our traditional first-timer question. How did you get in the business of professional wrestling? Well, I've always been a fan. And, um, you know, my introduction to the business was a traditional. Um, I, was, I, I got introduced by um, Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. So I was a big fan of Glow, and then eventually I ventured off and figured out who was Hulk Hogan, figured out who was um, Ric Flair. So that, 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 that's how I got my start as a fan. But becoming a professional wrestler, it took my eyes on one on the, on the big guys. And this one particular gentleman um, by the name of Mike Awesome really got my, my gears and my head turning about becoming a professional wrestler. Being a fan of Glow, did you watch the Netflix series about Glow? And if so, did you have opinions on how it really depicted Glow and how it depicted professional wrestling, perhaps? Well, watching Glow, it was just a regular show. But watching the Netflix um, series, it gave it more of a story behind the scenes. It was pretty cool. I was a big fan of it. And it brought back a lot of a lot of memories. Hello. Once you got into the business of professional wrestling, did you come across any of the original Glow Girls in your travels that you'd watched as a fan when you started watching wrestling? Well, not um, not in the business, but as a fan. I met Ivory, and Ivory was one of the the original ladies of GLOW. Yes, she definitely was. Now, you, once you got into professional wrestling, you became one of the more talented big men on the scene. You mentioned Mike Awesome being an inspiration and a favorite. Did you try to gravitate towards the big guys in professional wrestling as a fan since you were a bigger guy yourself or was that just something that since you were a bigger guy you did that style but maybe you preferred something else as a fan well 
when I started uh, when I started the business, um, I was I, I was 16, so I didn't um, get my clothes for until then. So as I grew into my body, that's when I realized I, I'm going to be a big big man. So I decided like um, I was then then I started gravitating onto the bigger man like Vader, Bruiser Brody, Bam Bam Bigelow. And stuff like that. Now, a lot of the guys that you just mentioned found their way to Japan, where American big men often had a lot of success, made a lot of money. Is Japan something that you've given consideration to for something that you would like to do in your career? Yes, I would love the opportunity to, to wrestle in Japan. And I would I would love to bring that that stigma back in Japan of the of the big moth, the guy Have you had any talks with either Americans that have gone to Japan or perhaps people within Japan on possibilities for you to get there, or is it still something that's down the road? Well, I haven't, I haven't talked to anybody directly about me having the opportunity to go, but um, I have, I have asked guys like MVP, um, Bill Alfonso told me a lot of stuff about Japan, um, but it's, 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 it's a major goal of mine. I will be happy to be able to do at least one tour in Japan, and I can, I can retire just, just, just on that alone. Sort of on the polar opposite spectrum of the Japanese style is the Lucha Libre style, which is a very, very different type of wrestling from what you see in Japan and from what most Americans will do. We've seen a lot of big men go to Mexico and have success there because they stand out so much against most of the local Mexican wrestlers is going to uh, to Mexico something that you've considered? Oh yes, definitely. Um, I have I have worked a handful of lucha libre promotions in the states. Um, there there have been there been talks that never been a, a positive like um, well never been a definite um approach about me going, but if the opportunity arises, I'm definitely will consider that. I want, I, I want to be a traveling performer. I want to be internationally known, you know, so those opportunities, if, if they come arise, I would definitely jump right at it. What today has been the longest trip that you've had for pro wrestling? Well, my, my my entire journey, I've been I've been in the business for 21 years, and um, I didn't really make a big splash until 2017. I actually started in 2001, and then um, by the time 2017 came, d- d- dealing with personal issues and stuff like that, I ended up like getting get, get, getting myself in gear and starting that um, networking with the right people. 
ended up going to Florida. That's been like like my longest journey there. I've been there for th- I've been back and forth there for three years. Um, a lot of police came where I work in West Virginia. I've been able to work in Texas, um, Atlanta, Georgia, um, Cleveland, Ohio, um, Chicago, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Philly. And I'm, I'm, always, I'm always ready to do more. One of the niche parts of pro wrestling that has become very popular in the last few years is the deathmatch circuit. We've seen a lot of all deathmatch shows. There's all deathmatch promotions. A lot of Standard promotions will run one or two death matches on certain cards. Are you a fan of all of being in death matches and or watching death matches? I'm not, I'm not a big fan, but I do respect those gentlemen who put their bodies out there to entertain fans. And these past two years, been watching certain guys like. Um, Matt Tremont, that are like storytellers in the deathmatch circuit, and I highly respect those gentlemen. But I, I can't see myself doing that type of um, performance for the fans, just because you know I have kids, and um, my character now has been drawn to more of the family base and stuff like that. Well, we have a game on this show. I think you're perfect for it. We call it Fact or Crap. I'll throw out an urban legend that's made its way around the wrestling circuit over the years. And just based on your own observations and knowledge of wrestling, you determine if you think it's a fact or just a bunch of crap they made up in a locker room one day. Are you ready to play? Yes. All right. Your urban legend is... The natural Butch Reed was supposed to win the Intercontinental title, but he no-showed the event, and so the honky-tonk man was given the spot, and Butch Reed no-showed his Intercontinental title win opportunity. Do you think that's fact or crap? I think that's crap. All right, there we go. Butch Reed would jump opportunity to win a championship. All right. Well, at this point, my co-host is standing by, the coach with the most, Coach Mike Jones. I know Coach has questions for you as well, so I will put you in his capable hands. Okay. Hey, brother, thanks for coming on. You're an awesome, uh, impressive big man. My goodness, you're you're flipping around like a little guy out there. I gotta keep. I, I gotta keep up with the today, today kids. Okay, so hey, who were some of your heroes growing up? Whether it was wrestling, sports, or ordinary life. Um, I was uh, I, I I was growing up with a single mother, so she was like my 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 biggest inspiration. She always supported me in everything that I did. Um, as, as a major figure, um. Um, like Mike Awesome, 
was one one of the biggest influences in my life to want to pursue this um career. So my mother, my awesome um a gentleman of name Mike um Mike Morgan. He's a promoter in um New Jersey for Ace Wrestling. He had taught me a lot, more more like a father figure in the business for me. Okay, right on. And then uh, uh, we have a question from a longtime fan, Kurt Ferris. He wants to know, is your all-time favorite show Remington Steel? <laughs> no, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen that show before, so I can't really comment on that, but I'm sure it probably was good. Okay, and then uh, he has another off-the-wall question. He says, if you fought Kiss... Christian Cage should it should it be fought in a steel cage? Okay, can you repeat the question one more time? Ferris wants to know if you fought Christian Cage, should it be fought in a steel cage? Hey, whatever we bust the seats and whatever draws, I'm with it. Okay, nice. And then I'm sure Sign Guy would like to know what's your favorite coffee to drink. Um, I'm a I'm a Dunkin' Donuts coffee kind of guy. All right. And then what's some of your most memorable matches you've either been in or seen? Well, of course, during the Attitude Era, um, King, um, Undertaker versus Mankind and the Hell in the Cell was one of my biggest memories of, of wrestling. Um, and my own personal... One is my um, rivalry with my now tag partner, on and off with Chacha Charlie. Okay, and then who are some of your favorite people to work? Um, right now I'm at a stage of my life where I want to get back to the business, so I I try my best to work with everybody, and I pretty much enjoy telling the story in the ring with everyone. Everyone I work with. Okay, right on. Did you play sports in high school or growing up? Um, I was a basketball junkie back in the day. Um, I won numerous tournaments and stuff like that. So ba- basketball was my was my um sport of choice at the time when I was a kid. Okay, awesome. And what's your self defense background? Um, street college. <laughs> Okay. Going up in the, in the streets of New York. <laughs> so mainly that, all right. Okay, and then so who are some of your toughest opponents you faced? Oh wow, um, a real tough opponent of mine. I would have to say, um, wow, I had a lot. Um, recently, um, I, I I did my my debut in Texas. For King of Sports Wrestling, um, Scott Murdoch, he was a he was a, he was a real tough opponent, and he actually got the W. That's somebody that's somebody I need to to relive that again with, and um, hopefully get the W next time. Right on. And then, what are some suggestions you have for people wanting to get into the business? Um, my suggestion is. To, to research the best school to go to, and if this is something for you, you have to be patient, 
and willing to compromise and sacrifice. Okay, and then do you have any schools you'd like to suggest? Um, Master Factory is a very good is a very good school. Um, CCW has a, a, a awesome school also with um, Gangrel as the head of the, the head trainer there. Um, Tampa Bay um, Championship Wrestling, I think. Um, Jay Lethal and, and, and the guys he had there. There's tremendous um, athletes there. Right on. And then what are some of your favorite places to work? Um, at, um, I love the Florida red weather. Miami is one of my, my, my favorite destinations. Um, and also um, right now, Chicago because of the food. <laughs> okay, right on. All right. Well, hey, I want to wish you all the luck in the world, and we appreciate you coming on, and thank you so much. Sign guys got more questions, I'm sure. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Coach. Well, Vince, one of the legends of pro wrestling happens to share a surname with you. I don't know if you ever had the opportunity to know him or work with him, but did you ever come across George the Animal Steel? No, unfortunately, I've never been able to meet that gentleman. He he was an awesome character and a smart man for the business. Indeed, he was. Now, he had a run when he was late in his career where he came out with a stuffed doll named Mine. It was... I'm sure more of a marketing idea than anything else. We've seen wrestlers come out with different objects over the years. Some even use live animals. Do you see a lot of wrestlers on shows that you do that have like either an inanimate object that they talk to and incorporate or a live animal they incorporate or something like that as part of their presentation? Um, I haven't seen anything recently, like like the past ten years, but like like back then when gimmicks were gimmicks and you know um, like Al Snow is a good example of using a prop and, and making it mean something. Um, but I haven't seen anything like that like recently, no. One of the things that a lot of wrestlers that would use animals would have trouble with is traveling with said animal, especially on the independent circuit. It's a little bit hard taking a live animal, and you don't know whether the space you'll have at a venue or yeah. uh, the accommodations or so forth. But have you ever considered using an animal as part of what you do. I know it's not common like it used to be, but I'm sure there are still a few out there that do it. I I, I, would, I think I'll be amazed, especially nowadays. I think it would be awesome. To, I think I'll draw children more to the shows. You bring a live animal. Um, but um, definitely just like but, but that, 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 that's what's wonderful about the wrestling business. 
that is that it's a circle. Everything comes back, and it feels new again. So if somebody starts doing that again, I think it'd be awesome. But I don't see myself doing that. That's a, that, that, that to me, that's a real big um, responsibility. Like having a child, and and you know you have to feed him, make sure he's comfortable, and everything like that. You know you have to protect them at all costs. So right now for me, that I'm that that will not be an option. Well, we have another game we like to play on the show. We call it "Bring on the Choice, Bring on the Funk." I'll throw out a series of two options, and the one that your personal preference is the answer. Are you ready for some bring on the choice, bring on the fun? Yeah, bring it on. All right, here we go. Brain Buster or Pile Driver? Brain Buster. Tights or trunks? Trunks. C-M-L-L or triple-A? Triple-A. Fruits or vegetables? Vegetables. Skiing or snowboarding? Snowboarding. Jazz or blues? Blues. Monkey flip or sunset flip? Monkey flip. Battle royal or tag team match? Battle royal. The last one, Kurt Hennig or Kurt Angle? Kurt Angle. All right. Well, that concludes that game. Now, my understanding is that you, in a few days, will be defending your Shadow Wrestling Alliance heavyweight title in an open challenge. SWA is migrating over to Westville, New Jersey. What are you going to expect out of this open challenge as you head to Westville? Well, um, the challenge was answered by a youngster named P.J. Savage. So um, he's been making a big noise now for the past year and a half in the, in the tri-state area. So I want to see what this kid has and, um, and what's going to happen is what happens all the time since I won that title. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat him. I'm going to beat him down, and I'm going to get the W. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the SWA in general, kind of what the promotion is like, what the uh, style might be, that type of thing? Well, Shadow Wrestling Alliance is um, a, a, newer, uh, a newer promotion that wants to give opportunities to a lot of gentlemen that haven't been given opportunities. It's it's a promotion for growth, for for one character and another. Um, we're, they're bringing guys from all over the place. We we were having top teachers from Puerto Rico coming, top prospects 
that, that, that are killing the scene in Florida and in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, guys from the Northeast with the Northeast. So it's bringing a variety of, of, of different personalities and hopefully the, the wrestling audience will grasp it. Now, being a champion in pro wrestling, for the wrestler's perspective, is usually a sign that the promoters have faith in your ability to carry the company as a headlining act. They will usually use the titles on people that they think will be able to draw the fans in as a champion, want to see the title matches with them defending the title. When you win your first title in pro wrestling, what was going through your mind? Well, what was going through my mind, um, it, was, it was more of uh, can, can, do I think I am capable of doing this? And um, and also humble and grateful that someone's willing me willing to give me the ball to be the, the the first one, the first line of defense on showing the wrestling fan that there's something special going on in the in, in the company. And you've been around for a while, so I'm sure with the experience that you have you see a lot of the younger wrestlers that are just getting started that might have potential to be the people that are going to lead the business in the next five years or so. Who are some of the names out there that are still really young in their career that you think might be breakout stars in the next few years? Oh, wow. Well, well, guys, we make a name for themselves. Um, I see um, Jordan Oliver. He's 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 a very um, a, a, a very, he's, he's with the times of today. So I'm like I I see him being one person that that'll be taking the industry into a different direction, more of a, a positive bringing more youthful eyes to, to the product. Um, um, guys, um, like, um, wow. You really put me on the spot here, but, um, um, wow. The, 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 the luchadors that are making them for themselves in, in the States now. They're doing they're doing tremendous acrobatic moves and stuff like that. Um, Gringo Green Gringo Loco will be one 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 guy. I think he'll have a, a a good a good run for the next for the next few years. What are the things that has popped up in the last few years is the return of all midget promotions. Uh, we have Micro Championship Wrestling, Half Pint Brawlers, and a couple of others that tore 
North America. Uh, they have their own following. It's kind of a niche product. You don't see very many midget matches on your standard promotions anymore for whatever reason, but they seem to be popular on standalone shows with all midget matches. What's your feelings on midget wrestling, and do you think that more standard promotions should look into booking these matches on their shows? I I personally think because I have I have a friend who actually does does, does work for promotion. Um, I it right now to me is being presented as a novelty act, but um, I would love to see them coming up into the independence and at least like at least a nice group of of gentlemen and, and females that want to perform as professional wrestlers. I think there's always room for for that. Um, it brings something extra to the show. Um, it brings shock value. And a, a lot of those um, major promotions, they don't have a, a storyline or any, anything that draws the fans. It's just the shock value of watching two small people kill each other, pretty much. Now, another popular part in pro wrestling, and you do see this in your standard promotions, is women's wrestling. It has really taken off in the last... 10 years or so, we see a lot more all-women's promotions that are serious professional wrestling promotions instead of a gimmicky type of situation. We see women's wrestling main event, the major promotions, television shows quite often. What do you think of the explosion in popularity of women's wrestling, and do you have any theories as to what led to the explosion of popularity? It's always a good. It's always a good thing when it comes to wrestling to me. If you if you have a good story, um, the women the women of today are more of an athletes. They're they're tremendous athletes. Um, to me, um, women wrestling for it to get to where it is now, I think it was it was a long time coming because I I. I became a fan of women wrestling. That was my introduction to the business. So I do have a big, a big um, soft spot for women wrestling. Um, I can see, I, I can see nothing but good things from here on end. One of the aspects of wrestling that a lot of active wrestlers will gravitate towards at some point in time is booking aspect of wrestling. Uh, it usually appeals to people at some point in their career, uh, whether they do it while they're active or after they've retired from entering competition or sometimes even starting out as a booker. 
is booking wrestling something that you have ever done or have had an interest in doing? I have, I have done um, a few booking jobs. Um, it's very difficult, but it's it's also for someone who has experience, um, someone who wants to tell stories, someone who's able to use other people and use them as points and, and directing so a story. I think that's awesome. If you're a good storyteller and you can use and you have the right tools and the right people, you can you can make tremendous stories. Um, you can get tremendous matches. And um, I, I, I do consider hopefully when I stop being an active, um, active worker, from wrestler, I can totally see myself being a full-time booker and trying to give the fans stories and memories. Oh, right. Well, we're kind of winding down a bit here on the show today. I want to make sure you have plenty of opportunity. If there's anything you would like to say to the fans today, also plug and promote anything, everything you would like, social medias, merchandise, upcoming appearances, your favorite barbecue restaurant, anything you would like. Awesome. Oh, yes. Um, you can um, catch me on Facebook, slash Vince Steele, my fan page, slash the Jurassic Juggernaut, um, Instagram, Steel Vince, um, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Jurassic Juggernaut. Um, I am performing this Saturday for a new promotion in New Jersey called Inferno Fight Club. I'll be going one-on-one with a gentleman named John Taylor. Um, of course, next Saturday, Shadow Wrestling Alliance in um, Westville, New Jersey. Um, excuse me. And um, August 20th, I will be in Chicago for Square Circle Megastars, and I'll be in a tag match with um, Marshall, um, is it Marshall, Marshall Lee versus La Sangre with D. Ramos and um, Romeo. All right, well. Vince Dill, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I know your uh, voice was a little bit hoarse there. You're not feeling your best, but I definitely appreciate you coming on the show today. We would love to have you back at some point, and I want to wish you the very best as you continue upward and onward in your career. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate the opportunity, and uh, really enjoyed talking with you, gentlemen. All right, thank you so much, and definitely we'll do it again. Fans, if you have not done so, make sure you check out Vince Still, be it at an arena near you when he comes to your local area or on the YouTubes. Lots of great matches up there on the YouTube. You'll be definitely impressed with him. Now, Coach, you want to give the rundown from the card that you were doing a little bit ago? Yes, let me get back to that. Uh, there it is. 
Okay. Yes, like you said, can the promoter beat Billy Joe in a no contest? Then Petrov beat Tyson Lee. Pretty Sexy beat Hellbound. Who is Pretty Sexy? That is the team of Pretty Troy Prescott and Dr. Cleaver. Okay, we know who Hellbound is. And then we do. Ken I've Cassidy. known them for years. Yes, Hellbound is Petrov, Draven Vargas, and the Rat King. Yes, in this particular case, Vargas and the Rat King were comprised for Hellbound. Yes. Now, Coach, Petrov have you ever seen a, a fan base primarily of families and children chanting, Let's go Satan, at the beloved baby faces Hellbound before? No, I don't think so. It's an interesting sight to behold. That sounds a little spooky. It's a thing that happened. I believe it, yes. All right, well, yep, tomorrow we got a big show on the Coach Mike Oh, you, you missed the match? Oh, well, Caden Cassidy beat Christopher Rizek. You said that earlier. Well, yeah, but I, I thought you should include it in your complete results. Okay, there it was. And then uh, you got you got had to sign a contract to to be the referee and be uh, uh, work with yes, Chris. Uh, everyone on the show received uh, official legal contracts to be part of the show. My first time having a actual contract that wasn't just an insurance waiver. And uh, very professionally ran. Everybody got what they were promised in the contract. So good night for all. And how many fans do you think were there? I would say easily 150. They had 100 pre-sales. So I would say no more than 175, but somewhere between 150, 175. But they were an extremely loud and uh, very easy audience there. They were very receptive to professional wrestling. Well, that's awesome and nice to see and nice to hear. It was a little weird. Uh, People were sending out pictures of empty arena before the show, acting like no one was coming to the show. They probably took the pictures around 5.30 before the doors opened. There were plenty of people there. It was a little bit of a late-arriving crowd into the arena part because most of the fans were uh, in the uh, adjoining room going to the merchandise tables and meeting the wrestlers and so forth and so on before the show. So they didn't actually take their seats until just a few minutes before we started. So I can see where the pictures would tell a story that wasn't quite accurate. Okay. And then, yes, back to my show tomorrow at noon Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we got plenty of surprises tomorrow. It'll be myself and Sunny Days, and I imagine you're going to be on there for the baseball report. That is the hope and the dream and the plan. And then Jeff the G will be on for the MMA report. And there is even talks to having Kevin Sullivan 
Not sure if he's going to be on this weekend, but hopefully by next weekend we'll have Kevin Sullivan on also. Now, Coach, are you going to ask Kevin Sullivan a question about the Varsity Club and or the time he did that special edition of the Dave Dynasty podcast about the Varsity Club? Well, I could. I was really interested in that time. And, uh, yes, that was a great time in wrestling history. Yeah. Yeah, I actually interviewed Kevin Sullivan for Dave Dynasty uh, because he ran a very special Varsity Club edition of the Dave Dynasty show once. He said it was one of his most listened to episodes of all time. Sweet. We're also in talks with Chief Atakula Kula. He agreed to come on. We haven't we haven't narrowed that down yet, so there's a chance he could be on it tomorrow also. And then there's a new promoter out of Spokane, Jason Reinhardt. We're looking to get him on next weekend. And just Does he need anybody? Does do we what? Does he need anybody? Is he looking for talent? What's the situation there in Spokane? Well, he just got his ring. He just got a venue in the Spokane Valley. So he's just getting started. And so I'm in talks to help him out over there. I've never been to Spokane yet, but I'm looking forward to making my debut in Spokane one of these days. And it sounds like an No, I've never technically been to Spokane either. Uh, Of course, Northwest Pro ran just minutes from Spokane last year when they ran a few shows in state line idaho they were just outside of spokane but technically not there i did have a couple of bookings in spokane that were canceled right before the show so i never made it to spokane proper yet okay and yeah you guys can also check me out at the coach with the most and coach mike jones on youtube facebook instagram and twitter Don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room for interviews from people all over the world. And also, I'm continuing to do the Seattle Mariners organizational report. They're on a roar with 11 straight wins, 19-3 and in their last 22 games. Um, The second longest streak in Mariners history where we've uh, captured the second wild card spot. And it's even nice to see the Cincinnati Reds are 7-3 and three in their last 10 games and have done us a favor by sweeping the, the Rays, and then they be, just beat the Yankees in a series. Yes, they did. They beat the mighty Yankees. Who would have thought six weeks ago that that would have happened? Yeah, and, you know, it was nice to see Joey Votto tweeted out since he just started Twitter this year. He tweeted out he was looking forward to going to the Big Apple, and he just he he uh, capitalized on that opportunity. Nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Coach, do you think Kevin Sullivan is going to have an opinion on Joey Votto? I'm not sure. Last I talked to him, he said he was boycotting baseball because he doesn't like the new rule changes. Joey Votto has been around for almost 20 years. He may have an opinion from before this year. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's an icon. Both of them. Absolutely. One of the great Reds of all time. Definitely. 
And then Mike Moustakis hit his 200th home run. It's about time for the amount of money they pay him. Yeah, Moose hasn't fared all that well since the big trade. Yeah. And then today, Cincinnati's going to be in St. Louis, it looks like. Yes, they are. They're rivals, division rivals. Yes. And let's see. They got Hunter Greens on the mound today. Let's see. Yeah, Hunter Green versus Palante. Green is three and ten. Palante's two and four. But Hunter did have a solid start his last his last start last weekend. So we're looking forward to him getting back on track. So, Coach, do you think that the Mariners are going to want to fight somebody after the All Star Game to keep their winning streak going? That brawl seemed to no. start something in them. It did, you know, but I'm hoping they're done with the fighting because that, that's what they needed to get the momentum. They got Robbie Ray on the mound today. He's uh, back to the Cy Young form in his last six starts. He's 2-0 and with the 0-93 ERA. In 38 innings, he's got 46 strikeouts, and he's been dominating in his last six starts, so... I'm looking for six and two-thirds innings out of Robbie Ray today with 11 strikeouts, and he's only going to give up two runs to get the win today. Now, Coach, speaking of the Cardinals and the Reds, did you know that former WCW World Heavyweight Champion Randy Savage played in the minor league organizations for both the Cardinals and the Reds? Yes, I do, and I know that he's played in Chinny Stadium in the minor leagues also back in the day. Yes, yes. He was a catcher and then converted to first base after a shoulder injury. Yep, and he even learned how to throw left-handed so he can continue his career. Yeah, but it didn't really help. Yep, but he went on to be an icon in pro wrestling, and we sure miss him. And I've recently started listening to his rap album. It's pretty good. Are you a big fan of Be A Man Hulk? Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, every song's pretty good, you know. Are you going to use one as your ring entrance? Hell no. I got my own song, the Coach Mike Jones walk-on song, one of the greatest songs there is by the Never Were. Yeah, but you could use Macho Man for special occasion. I don't need to. Aww. All right, well, I should I should wrap it up early today. We got a big big day scheduled. I might have to try to get a use my uh, recording feature to record Jeff the G's spot tonight, and then I'm sure if I'm able to get Taskmaster, I'll have to record his and play it later also. So I haven't tried that yet. I'm going to give that a shot tonight with Jeff the G. He's missed the last few MMA reports. He's getting married next weekend, so it's been an exciting whoa, whoa, whoa. time. Oh, does he need an officiant? He doesn't, but uh, Wild uh-huh. Wild did get hired as as a DJ. Oh wow! All right. 
Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening and for all your support, and we appreciate it all. And today I sent out uh, the Seattle Mariners Organizational Report, Episode 25, talking about the 11 wins in a row. Make sure you check it out, and also check out Sign of the Times. Looks like Sign Guy's coming to Puyallup tomorrow. Are we going to be doing a Sign of the Times tomorrow or what? That's what the whole dream and plan is, I believe. There yeah, we got those turnbuckle turnbuckles. I was under the weather last week, didn't uh, fill up the filming, but we'll make that up tomorrow. So everybody can look forward to that. Uh, also, don't forget, over on the Twitter, you can follow me at SongGuyHBW, the Book of Faces, the Instagram, Chicken Bob, available on all his social media. And if you wait a few minutes, you can see an updated picture of Chicken Bob with QT Vokes. We saw him just in the last two hours. Sweet. Yes, uh, there's been sightings of him and got to talk to him myself. And ho- hopefully he's going to show up on more things. I hear he's going to Northwest Pro. Uh, that had to change. He was called into work unexpectedly, so he won't be able to make it. But we're hoping in the next few weeks he'll be making it back to an event. All right. And you got to get him that turnbuckle turmoil shirt. Yes, indeed. All right. Thanks again, brother. Have a great day. Coach, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, Coach Mike Jones at gmail.com. What if they need a tow? Ace towing and big boys towing out of the Northwest. Yes. Who should they say sent them? The coach with the most coming at them from coast to coast. I don't mean to brag, but I got to boast. So give a toast with the coach with the most. Thanks a lot, everyone. We love you. All right, fans, you can check us out this coming Sunday. We have Eric Wright, the gentleman brawler himself on the show. Surprisingly enough, his first time with us. We'll be back with you next week as well. Make plans to be with us. Get out, support your local independent pro wrestling, and we will talk to you soon.
Talking you. 